I started pretty much, you know, public health work in the late 80s, mostly working with people living with HIV and AIDS. We had many people injecting drugs, unaware of risk factors such as HIV, STIs, and viral hepatitis. And we began to do what's, what's called harm reduction, where we would provide people with um, clean needles and bleach and cotton and help people understand what it was to live with an opiate addiction with the hopes that we get people into treatment. Now, um, most of the work has been around opiate addiction and mostly helping family members and people with addiction, but also working with the law enforcement. So we have collaborative efforts with, you know, Natick, Framingham, Hudson and Ashland, um, where we do doorknobs to family members to help family members cope with with someone they may have lost or also to help people that are suffering from addiction to get them into treatment or at least to some type of harm reduction services and naloxone distribution. But I think what's changed most recently is the fact that fentanyl was introduced. And so um, we have had many more people died because of it recently. But I feel hopeful, I would say, most of the time because, you know, I've lived surrounded by substance use either because of my cousins or uncles and families and relatives or people in the community that I lived with or grew up with. And I have realized that, you know, when people are informed, people are able to stay alive longer and are able to live healthy, productive lives. So I have uncles and cousins that, yes, I have lost to this epidemic, but at the same time, I have uh, my brother who's been alive and in recovery for 15 years, although he had relapsed recently. I know that he's trying to go back on track. And so I think that's part of the recovery, part of addiction, that people can be at any stage in addiction and therefore can decide today to be clean and be clean for 15 years and have an unfortunate relapse and then get back on their feet again. So when I see that, it at least gives me hope that they're gonna be able to live this and survive this epidemic. Perhaps what's most important is to have an open dialogue. So when we don't know something, we tend to kind of reject people. And so I think that the lack of information or understanding and compassion what's what sort of dismantles what we could potentially have if we just stuck together. And I think that happens to many families. I think that most of the time we don't look at what people who have suffered from addiction, if we look deep inside ourselves and we look deep inside of what they have had to endure, I think you recognize that they have they had a lot of resiliency. They had a lot of hope for themselves and that the even just the continuous being clean and maybe even relapsing and struggling and overcoming all the negative messages from the community and from people around them really says a lot. Like they, they did what they could, even against all the odds. We need to challenge our own thinking and perhaps expose ourselves to people that might be suffering from addiction and maybe embrace it and talk to them about what they're going through.